Hello there, Davian. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Good. Uh, right, here we go. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Yes, it's me, Mark Hershaw, and you're listening to Epi 85 of Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. What's it been, three weeks since the last episode dropped? Damn. If I was on a network, they would have dropped my sorry ass by now. But thank you for listening, and thanks to my special guest host for being here all the way from England, host of the Bitter Sound podcast, co-host of the Strange Times podcast, it's Davian Dent. Welcome, Davian. Welcome, and Boomshanka, may the seed of your belly be fruitful in your woman. <laughs> wow, out of the gate, I have no idea what we're doing. Is well, that a blessing of some sort? Um... I think so. I saw it on a program once in England, The Young Ones. In fact, I probably misquoted it. <laughs> no, hang on. May the seed of your belly be fruit. No, may the seed of your... Oh, no. May the seed of your loin be fruitful in the belly of your woman. You see, right, see, right see out your, of the gate. Bottom. Right out yes. of the gate, I fucked up. This is what happens. Yep. This is what happens, Jeff, <laughs> when I'm sober. <laughs> that, that seed of the bottom thing was the giveaway there, actually. Oh, excuse um, me. I was actually a, a I, I enjoyed the young ones. You know, another show I really enjoyed was uh, Bottom, which uh, Bottom. followed followed the young ones. Uh, yes. That was great. I used to get bootleg tapes of that. Well, technically, it didn't actually follow the young ones. There was another show by the same team that played out in between, and it was called Filthy Rich and Cat Flat. It didn't do very well and got kind of ah. swept under the carpet of uh, BBC Broadcasting. Um, okay. But yes, yes, it's um, a bit of a cult thing. It's uh, quite funny. But yeah, Bottom loves a bit of Bottom. And I've been trying like hell to explain to my wife who Alan Partridge is. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, another one that uh, I got bootlegs before it ever became officially available in the States, uh, his, his original TV show. Um, and Steve Coogan is so funny, I think. Oh, absolutely. And he does good acting as well. Did you ever see the film um, that he made uh, with a load of others called 24-Hour Party People? Yep, I uh, saw that. Yes, yes. And yeah. I just, just saw him in Philomena, and he was very good in that. I've not seen that yet. Is it worth um, um, downloading from a legal source? Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. He and Excellent. Judy Dench, they're, they're terrific. Oh, Judy terrific. Dench gives me the fucking horn. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dame. Sorry, Dame Judy. Am I going to get... Um, um, hung for that? Not from here, not okay. from the states. Somebody okay. may break into your house on your side, but oh, uh, you're fine here. Oh, I don't want to be well hung. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Davian, we're going to find out a little bit more about uh, who you are, what makes you tick. But let's get into our show. You are, you will be with us for the whole show. You're you're one of a handful that we've ever had as a, a special guest co-host, and I'm glad to have you on board. Exactly what is on the show today? You might ask. Clips. Of course, Davian has selected some, I picked some, and we're going to play clips from uh, both of Davian's shows. So uh, we've got a full rack of clips, as it were. I also have a little chat coming up later in the show with comedian Mike Guido, an old friend who's a ki- who has a, a Kickstarter campaign to raise money for a great cause. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. Mm. And we also have not one, but two bursts o' dursts this time around. Whenever I get behind, uh, usually Durst just keeps cranking, <laughs> cranking these segments out uh, every week. So uh, we got to kind of catch up. 
Uh, also have a brand new Henderson's Pants commercial <laughs> from our friend and booth announcer, Bill Haywatt. Uh, we have the Tweet Sack. And, of course, a quick hit from our friends Dean Haglin and Phil Lairness at the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, where in their most recent episode, it was revealed that both our associate producer, Tyson Sainer, and I are, well, listen for yourself. This is your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, and I'm here with your co-host and mine of seven years running, Mr. Phil Lairness, ladies and gentlemen. Not quite. Not quite seven years. No. We are... Uh, seven years running. I think one month from our, our seventh completing our completing seventh. our seventh year <laughs> it's yes. like a marathon it, re- it really is and yeah. uh when they look back <laughs> all, and they and they come up with uh i'll let you say who they are first the, they are the the illuminati <laughs> i was thinking mark Hershon, pod, <laughs> podcast expert of succotash split cider and the huffington post right uh, and perhaps the illuminati and tyson saner and tyson saner uh, uh, uh his, his associate on the, producer on uh, of every show every show of every show on 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 the web waves the most active twitter retweeter i've ever seen uh, because i like to introduce when i'm uh, on a sleepless jag as i am i like to introduce as many different conversations at one time as possible. Uh, we, last week, uh, we did an interview for uh, Graham Elwood and Comedy Film Nerds documentary about podcasting, earbuds. Yes. Uh, we were talking about how uh, we, we don't really like the word podcasting. Right. Uh, or if it's pronounced correctly, podcasting. Uh, <laughs> podcasting. Uh, uh, is webcast more uh, appropriate? See, or, now with the webcast. That, that has connotations. That has connotations of video. So it it doesn't have the audio interview style that is podcasting, but as I say, pod comes from iPod, an Apple product, and this is far beyond any brand, but I have no other term for this, what we do, other than podcasting. Well, so Dean casting it is, as, as I suggested last week. <laughs> yes. uh, and of course, we don't have time for any of this, but let's continue. <laughs> Wednesday, uh, and we've established, we've yeah. established who... They are the Illuminati, Mark Hershon, Tyson Sainer. <laughs> wow, that's a new look back at the years of this show, this Chill Pack Hollywood. Uh, they might refer to year seven as the, the, s- the tortured year, the tortured <laughs> year seven, where really it, it feels like I mean, we dragged this thing through on our hands and knees. <laughs> yes. yes. And the next time it will just glide. Well, I think like there will be years that probably are easier than others. I mean, I, I look back, but it, honestly, you would think it would get easier, easier, yeah. easier, although you have certain ambitions to, to, to make a show better and better and better. And that can can obviously play into making it more challenging. Absolutely. However, it really just had to do with life throwing us so many curves and then technology and all of this. It's not like we were necessarily trying to accomplish anything. Look, we did a 28-hour <laughs> Mayan podcast-a-thon that was not part of Tortured Year 7. I know, that no one can hear except for an hour. The but, first hour, which is our sanest hour. I have always been fascinated by the idea of the Illuminati, and wouldn't it be just my luck if after all this time I'm actually one of them and never knew it? I just reviewed that episode of Chill Pack Hollywood Hour for This Week in Comedy Podcasts up on SplitSider.com this week. In fact, I did a twofer. I also reviewed the Monster Potty, uh, Monster Potty, Monster Party <laughs> Podcast that friend of Succotash Matt Weinhold is part of. And you can catch that up on SplitSider, too. There's a link up on the show blog here at SuccotashShow.com. Now, Davian, knowing that you are uh, uh, now in league 
with the Illuminati. You still willing to, to do the show with me? Um, well, um, yes, if it means I get a cheap holiday uh, to Bavaria, yeah. If you're really interested in joining, I'll see what the uh, the whole admission thing's about. Maybe I can get you a, some sort of application or something. Oh, that's good. Um, um, yes, if I can fill it out in crayon, I'm your girl. <laughs> I mean to. Be, I mean to be honest. I've been in league with worse. I mean, don't forget. I did used to listen to the Royal and Doodle Show. Oh my God, that's right. As yeah. did I. We're, we're part of a sacred brotherhood that should never be mentioned. Yes. Edit that <laughs> what happened? Out. What happened to those guys anyway? Um, well, Angus took so many poppers, his head fell out of his ass, and uh, <laughs> Tommy Royal decided to become a um, um, pissed clown. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe they'll, someday they'll return to the flock. I don't know. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a little after uh, afternoon where I am, Davian, in studio, studio N, which is mm. my d- new designation for, you know, my wife and I just moved into a new house. And this is, most guys would probably call this a man cave, but this is definitely uh, a nerd nest if you look around. Uh, right. No self-respecting man would be in here. There's There's no sports memorabilia or anything like that. Uh, and I am just a stone's throw from San Francisco. And where where in the world are you? Well, before I say that, Mark, um, the word um, "man cave" just—I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it, uh, "man cave" just makes me think of um, um, a bloke's butthole or ass. <laughs> ass, as Again. you uh, crazy Americans would call it. We say ass. Because we invented this fucking language. Again, again um, the subtle, subtle difference between the Americans and the English. You think of a guy's asshole, and I just I, think of a gar- garage with shit in it, which I, is, I guess, kind, kind of the same thing on a different scale. I am speaking to you loud and reasonably direct from Studio K, the kitchen, just outside of London, Englandshire. The weather is fine, and um, between you and me, don't tell anyone else, the tramadol is going down a treat. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, tramadol it's it's a prescribed drug uh ah. it's a synthetic ode. it's very nice actually <laughs> so regular succotashians may have heard snippets of one or both of the podcasts you're involved with the first being the bitter sound which really is one of the oddest sounding podcasts i've ever listened to <laughs> and i mean that in a, in the nicest of ways what was the idea behind uh the bitter sound it really is an odd collection of uh of of wonderful strange things um oh jesus hard one to answer um okay well basically i've been a keen podcast listener um since the early days of uh, the ricky gervais podcast so i think it was probably about the first person in the uk to make a real go of it yes and uh, from that and listening to the early um kevin smith podcast i thought oh you know what it'd be fun to do that and um, at the time i was in uh, what us musicians call in between bands so I thought, yeah, I'll have a go. Um, but I didn't want to do the sort of show that followed the standard format because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them out there. So I thought, yeah, okay, let's try and do something different. So um, I thought I'd draw upon some like really early radio influences because I used to love listening to the radio. Um, the two main influences being uh, Kenny Everett and Chris Morris. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're old radio shows. Um, uh, basically, they just pissed in the face of what were considered to be the norm and, uh, well, quite often what was considered to be um, acceptable. Um, <laughs> and, and that was like, like, like flicks a little switch with me. And um, uh, over the years, I built up quite a lot of studio equipment due to being in um, many um, failed uh, rubbish goth bands. Uh, <laughs> and what with a dark sense of humor, I thought, okay, well, let's just do something really odd and dark um, that people might find entertaining, but would also feel slightly unsettled by. 
Um, um, <laughs> what's it my wife said? It's, uh, oh, oh, Davian, it's, it's suicidally uncompromising, which I'll probably use as a T-shirt thing. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's very niche, but for every 20 people that go, what the fuck is this? There'll be one of them, there'll be one person that goes, oh, I quite like this. Um, then, well, I can, I, then I can I sell them drugs. I, I certainly do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we've played a, a couple of clips. So let's uh, let's mm. listen to a little bit more now of the bitter sound. And what what are we going to be listening to in this clip? Oh, OK. Well, um, you're going to be listening to uh, a few of my favorite moments from recent shows, um, starting with, I believe, my homage or homage um, to the great book and film um, Train Spotting. Um, ah. uh, yes, yeah, yeah. There's also appearances from a couple of voices that actually pop up quite regularly on the show. Um, the wonderful and uh, deep-voiced Matt Bubbles and um, um, my lady pimp, Mistress Lisa. Um, <laughs> and, and oh, yeah, um, I think on this clip we've got a... Um, there's a rather nice monologue that I uh, did, uh, written by... Uh, as, as, as a name that's uh, probably going to be heard a bit more and more in uh, the coming months, um, a very good dark comedy writer over here in the UK by the name of Fenton 0800. Okay, that uh, let's let's give a listen. Uh, we'll catch up on the other side of this clip. Mm. Damien, Damien, what? Choose life, choose a job, choose a normal and socially acceptable podcast, choose a Facebook group, choose a fucking Google Hangout, choose an iPhone, an Android phone, overpriced laptop and a fucking Twitter account, choose bad health, tramadol and piano cakes, choose your shitty little WordPress theme, choose Stitcher or they cunts at iTunes about your podcast, you have no pals, but you choose co-hosts anyway. Choose rotting away when you get no iTunes ratings, ejecting your blood-ridden piss up the wall, punishing your now-fucked liver and kidneys with endless bottles of gin. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I chose not to choose a socially acceptable podcast. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you get the better sound? television one day I saw an advert that appealed to me very directly in my continuing search for more meaningful human contact. For only £4 a month you can buy an African baby that doesn't eat very much. I could easily afford that. The company that was selling an African baby that doesn't eat very much was called Sam Fox. I think I recognised the name. There was a store with something approaching that name on my local street of shops. I would go there to buy my African baby that doesn't eat very much. 
entered the shop. The shop owners had forgotten to put one of those things that go ding on the door, so I made the sound myself. Ding. The nice lady behind the counter looked up with a slightly puzzled look on her face. I disregarded this as of no importance whatsoever, and I said that I would like to purchase for £4 a month an African baby that doesn't eat very much. Her puzzled look continued. I felt a slight annoyance at her inability to understand. I can easily afford it, but can I have one that hasn't got them flies all over his face? I said. Her look of puzzlement turned to one of concern. She was clearly testing my suitability for ownership of an African baby that doesn't eat very much. I would stand my ground. I've seen the adverts, African baby, four pounds a month, doesn't eat very much. The now shock-filled face of the annoying lady stammered something about having to go and speak to the manager and went into the secret back room that they all have in their shops. At that moment, the shop door opened. Ding! I made the sound myself, as the shop owners had forgotten to put one of those things that go ding on the door. I turned, and in walked an African lady with an African baby that doesn't eat very much, with no flies all over its face in a small shopping trolley. Blimey, that's quick, I thought. The African lady ignored me and started rummaging around the racks of clothing. There was no sign of the shock-filled face of the annoying lady, so I put my four pounds on the counter and took the trolley towards the shop door and opened it. Ding! A couple of seconds passed before all hell broke loose. Shock-filled face lady and African lady pounced on me and wrestled the shopping trolley from me. I ran all the way home. Perhaps I should have purchased the neglected pensioner instead. Uh, yep. You're, you're still odd, Davian. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's great. And, uh, I, uh, I encourage our listeners to go uh, pick that up. They can uh, best download that from, of course, any of the usual sources, iTunes, uh, bitter sounds on Stitcher. Yes, it is on Stitcher. I love Stitcher, but I hate the fact that they squish everything to mono and the bitter sounds are very stereo experience. You could also catch on TuneIn Radio. And the uh, the home site for it is uh, uh, bitter, thebittersound.com, is that correct? Thebittersound.com, indeed. There you go. So mm. number of sources to get that from. And uh, mm. uh, your other podcast that you're involved with is uh, the Strange Times podcast. And uh, you have a little a little help with that one, if it can be called Help. That. Help. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us about your partners in audio crime, That's stra- if you will. Strangest usage of the word help I've ever uh, encountered. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yes, my partners in crime. Um, Kat Sorens, my wingman and foul-mouthed um, git, from um, Australia, 
He used to actually do a, a very funny podcast called The Rigid Fist. Um, and yes. Then I, then I tempted him over to the dark side with the uh, 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 promise of riches and wooden pegs, which I believe is his uh, natural, uh, his uh, local currency. He's very sweary, doesn't pull his punches, um, but quite engaging. Um, he's also got a head shaped like a fucking potato, which is brilliant. <laughs> Um, and also, we've got um, um, Jerry Twait. Um, he's our man in Wales, and he used to listen to The Bitter Sound a lot and Strange Times, and is, by all accounts, a bit of a Twitter sensation. Basically, when our old uh, co-founder and co-host, Bon, from... Um, Bonanobo. Uh, yeah, from the Bonanobo show. Um, um, sure. Yeah, he, he, he left in order to do a Kickstarter for a sex change. Um, we, <laughs> we auditioned a few uh, people um, and, and stuff, and they're all fucking shit. And then just for a <laughs> laugh, we thought, oh, yeah, we'll get Jerry on. Um, and like, we just clicked straight away. He's got his um, very acerbic wit, and uh, that with a deadpan delivery, it's, it's uh, brilliant. Um, yes, yes, he's uh, That's great. very funny. So uh, basically, we nicked him before any other bastard could. Smart. So we're going to play a little clip from uh, Strange Times podcast. Uh, any idea what's on this that we're about to hear? Well, we will be discussing the finer points of air crashes. Topical. Um, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Being a show with cats on it, you'll probably hear the word um, um, "rape" and "cunt" said more than once. Um, Jerry, um, <laughs> Jerry derails the conversation without even knowing it, as is his want. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, there'll probably be lots of giggling from the pair then, because well, uh, they're just fucking children, basically. I, I seem to recall the giggling, but uh, let's <laughs> yes. let's give a listen right now. We'll, well, uh, yeah catch you on the other side of this one if we must um stuff i've been watching on the old uh, tube of views recently air crash investigations uh, aircraft rapists yeah something like that don't know why i've just like suddenly got this fatal fascination with watching these documentaries on plane crashes and sort of like what went wrong <laughs> the plane at the grave sir. yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, too hard yes uh, yeah I hate the fake voices I have on those shows, though. Oh, yeah. They were seconds away from disaster. And Captain Fuckwit pointed the plane to the ground. (laughs) Well, there's a mistake there, Captain Fuckwit. (laughs) If I was flying a plane and it was crashing, the first thing I would do would be to run to the back of the plane. I certainly wouldn't (laughs) stay in the cockpit. Don't you think that might actually um, put the shits up the uh, passengers a bit? No, they won't notice, will you? You just pretend you're like the trolley dolly. Do you want? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? And then just make your way to the back. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that when the plane's plummeting towards the ground at a thousand kilometres an hour, you're walking up the plane with a little trolley. Drink anyone? You're still stuck at the front. Where's my fucking peanuts? You can't. I was asking for those for an hour. Plane's perfectly towards the ground. Oxygen mask all falling down. I seen somewhere that when they said that when the Oxygen comes down. It's not a. What, what, that's in a film, isn't it? It's not a. A uh, fight club, and it's an urban myth. Are you sure? Yes, I am. <laughs> My father, uh, Mr. Dent, he used to work for a certain well known airline. And oh, yeah, the things he told me about, um, you know, planes and stuff and the urban myths and, and uh, actually being at the back of the plane is one of the most dangerous places. Oh, fuck. That's where he used to touch kids. Fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Yes, I think that might be an edit point. I mean, let's face it, there's going to be no safe place on a plane when you're screaming towards the ground at about 500 miles an hour. Unless you're in the black box. Not with your dad. I just... I've got one of those at home. 
<laughs> what about if the plane was crashing? Right. Right, and it's plummeting towards you. Cat, you're such a cunt. And just before it hits the ground, you step off. <laughs> like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose you could have a parachute in like the cargo section. So when you're pushing the trolley up there, dishing out the peanuts, then you quickly fuck off into the cargo holds and put your parachute on and just jump out the back. What about if when, whenever you go on a plane, you just take your own parachute? What's wrong with that? Um, yeah. That yeah, is almost exactly what I just said, you fucking ape. Was it? You said in the cargo hold, didn't you? Well, well I mentioned parachute. Jesus Yeah, if Christ. I'd be wearing mine, I wouldn't be fucking rifling around the cargo hold looking for it. Well, no, but you'd have it somewhere sort of like that you knew where it would be. No, it'd be on my back so no other fucker could grab it. Yeah, and then on the way down, you pull the ripcord and all these baked bean tins fly out the Pants. back of it. Pants and uh, Acme one-ton weight. Fuck you! <laughs> Cat's having a coronary. Yeah, I was just about to say, he does sound like he's actually going to have an embolism. <laughs> Which would be brilliant. You're still laughing at that. Don't tell your parents, oh, well, actually, I don't suppose it really matters now, does it? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, now, I want to try something here. For most people, being told they need a wheelchair would be their worst nightmare. But for one British woman, it's a dream come true. However, she's able to walk perfectly and still takes part in extreme sports like skiing perhaps most shocking of all she's even sought a surgeon who'd be willing to paralyze her forever but for now she doesn't have the money to do so as a surgery will cost her around twenty-five thousand dollars i just uh, kick her in the back <laughs> she should put some makeup on oh. if he couldn't <laughs> i said i wouldn't shit on her if i was a crow yeah fucking hell I, I, like I said, I'd just run up and fucking kung fu her back for her. I'd just, <laughs> I'd just body slam her. <laughs> like clothesline her off the top of the stage, like fucking the ultimate warrior. <laughs> there you go. You're at the bottom of the stage now. Your legs are fucked. Are you happy now? Now you're a paraplegic. <laughs> you've got a fucking colostomy bag. Are you happy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. What's wrong with the woman? Well, you saw her face. Do you want to write a list? <laughs> all right. Uh, I, you know, I first of all, let's uh, let's tell folks where they can get that. I believe uh, strangetimes.com. Oh, no, no. Strange, oh, no. Strangetimesshow.com. Oh, strangetimesshow.com. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the usual places to get all the other downloading and streaming stuff. Yes, I do hear that Cat actually um, um, puts all the episodes on C90 cassettes and he flogs them out by the local 7-Eleven where he lives. <laughs> Anything to make an extra buck, I guess. Yes. All right, you know what? We better start getting these other clips or uh, this, this podcast is going to last a really long time. And so far, Succotash has not had to serve breakfast to any listeners. So let's, uh, let's move along if we can. Mm. Um, first, first of all, not really a clip, but I said we had two bursts of dursts uh, this episode. So let's get to the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and here it is. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words on getting nickel and dimed to death. 
You know how they phrase? The best things in life are free. Yeah, rich people love saying that. They keep the rest of us from getting too curious. Nothing's free anymore. Free store bags aren't free anymore. Gas stations now charge for air and water, setting an ominous precedent. Banks used to pay people to handle their money. Not anymore. Now they charge you for using a teller, for not using a teller, for telling the teller where to stick the charge. Airlines have figured out how to make money off of food, blankets, legroom, check bags, in-flight entertainment. And it's only a matter of time before the seatbelts and the oxygen masks require prepaid activation codes. TV and radio used to be free. Now all the premium content is on cable and satellite and costs extra. And even when you buy something, it comes with fees. Convenience fees, upgrade fees, squeeze you like a turnip fees. Microsoft and Adobe are moving to the subscription model. Netflix is 10 bucks a month. Everybody wants 10 bucks a month. This isn't nickel and dimed to death. More like saw bucked to death. Or it's free, but we need your credit card number for processing, and the expiration date, and the secret code on the back, and your social security number, and your PIN number, and how many moles are in your upper right arm, and what time of the day is best for a Nigerian prince to contact you. And if you aren't buying something, they're trying to convince you to buy something no matter where you are. Commercials at the bank, gas station pump, in elevators, cabs, won't be long before our refrigerators start making suggestions. Eventually, we're going to be so broke, we'll be forced to sell naming rights to our kids. Did you hear? Clear Channel Schultz is going out with Exxon Nelson. It's a match made in heaven. And Texas. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. There you go. Well, he's not the first, he's not the worst, he's just Durst. That's what he says. That's, that's, that's his, own, his own tagline he likes to use. What do you think, Davian? Does Will's humor translate across the pond on a regular basis is pretty honed in on American politics after all. Well, now I think he does. Um, a lot of comedians that do the American politics, um, they, uh, generally speaking, they don't really translate across the pond, uh, normally due to their poor delivery. Will Durst, yeah, he does actually. I mean, um, anyone, that's, um, anyone that's half clued up over here on this um, great island that basically used to run the world before you did, um, <laughs> any, anyone with a uh, keen ear for uh, that sort of humour, yeah, they'll pick up on it and they'll like it. Yeah, yeah. I thoroughly yeah. recommend it and I will buy a T-shirt if he makes one. <laughs> well, we are about to rip the top off of a bunch of fresh clips, some of them that Davian brought, as I said, some that I found. But before that can happen, it's been far too long since we peeked at... The 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 Comedy Podcast List! You're familiar with this feature, right, Davian? Can you explain what it is to someone who might be hearing it for the first time, the 10 most active... Pod, uh, podcasts in the top 100. Co I can never even remember the name of the stupid feature myself, but you get the, the general gist of the idea. What, 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 what do we do with this? Well, basically, the wonderful Stitcher Smart Radio have a list, a chart, if you will, much the same as your Billboard Top 100. However, the cool thing about this is it names the shows that do not have the most listeners, but the shows that have moved the most amount of places up and down on said chart. That's yeah. right, because the top 10 shows are basically, you can look at them week in and week out, and they barely shift. So rather than just read that same litany every week, we have this. And uh, why don't we start off, uh, uh, why don't we switch off reading these 
Davian. So uh, let me kick us off here at uh, at number 20 this week. How did this get made, which has moved down the chart seven places? And at number 30, uh, we have, oh, yeah, 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 I like this one. Fitstock Radio, up 10 places. Um, Is that with the bullets? Is that what you say? I guess you could say it's with a bullet, but uh, okay. Greg Fitzsimmons was uh, my, my last guest uh, on the previous episode. As a he's fact, a funny fucker. I like him. Yeah, and he's very nice, as it turns out, in person. So that was that's good. Sometimes these guys can be somewhat dickish, but uh, Greg uh, seems like a very cool guy. Uh, at 32, What About Pod is up four places. And at number 35, What Say You? Oh, down four places. Must try harder. C+. Plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at 38, the Brian and Jill show has dropped six places. And at number 62, the Detroit cast, plus 11 places. Hey, there you go, Detroit yeah, cast. Way to go. Yeah, go Motor uh, City. Right below that at 63, the Cracked podcast is up seven places. And up nine places at number 70, it's a WMMR's, oh, that sounds like a nasty disease, isn't it? Um, sorry, sorry <laughs> um, WMMR's Preston and Steve podcast. All right, at 75, Righteous Prick with J.L. Calvin is up five places. Didn't he make underpants? <laughs> he will now. Lastly, but um, by no means least, we have at number 80, the New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon up seven places. Uh, and that's a pretty funny podcast. Uh, I've, I've uh, played a clip from that, and uh, you know Monica Homburg. Uh, she's had Pat on oh. as a guest before. <laughs> sorry, sorry, oh, oh, Monica Homburg. Um Schwing. <laughs> uh, we love Monica, don't we? I'd love to. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say that Succotash, we actually seem to do better on Stitcher when we haven't been on for a while. Uh, this week, for instance, we're up to uh, number 2305, 2305, which is up 2,974 places since the last time I checked. Holy shit. Re- Three weeks ago. And, you know, I've actually realized this, Davian, is that's not comedy podcasts. That's in all podcasts on Stitcher. Uh, we're at 2305, which considering there's like over 100,000 podcasts, that's not too bad. Fucking amazing, mate. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, but, man, it'd be great to get in that top 100 at least once. Well, everyone's got to have a dream because if you don't have a dream, how are you going to make a dream come true? That's why you should become a motivational speaker. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, really. That's really not a good idea. <laughs> All right. So now we're done with the 10 most active shows in the Stitcher Top 100 comedy podcast list. We can finally get on with the business at hand. Clips, clips, and more clips. Uh, Davey and I will switch off here as we go. A clip you brought, one that I brought, and so on. Why don't we start with this one from Sweet Feathery Jesus? Uh, First off, I love these guys. Mm. Haven't featured haven't featured them on Succotash for a while, but I do enjoy their show. But what can you tell us about them? They paid me fifty quid. Oh no, sorry, no, sorry. I'll just... <laughs> no, no, seriously. Oh, I fucking love the show. It is actually my favorite podcast. Um, the guys, they just have such excellent chemistry and um, a banter. You know, proper banter. And it's weird because um, um, uh, there's booze on one side of the uh, ocean and then the other two on the other side. Uh, I don't know. They just have this great chemistry. I don't know if any of it's rehearsed or anything, but it just sounds seamless. The, the production is very good. And, you know, I'm all into me production. It's just excellent. And, well, frankly, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just a teeny little bit jealous of this show. Ah, well, let's, uh, let's give a listen. Give it. S. F. J. So I have a Samsung refrigerator. 
Samsung. I've already replaced the motherboard and the touchboard, and it didn't fix it. It reaches the temp I set it at, and then it stops cooling. It'll hit 34 and then just go, okay, we're good, and turn off until it reaches room temp if I never caught it. So I have to unplug it and plug it back in like four times a day, <laughs> which is a frustrating fucking thing when you've got a $2,000 refrigerator, and yet it's way out of warranty. How old's your fridge? Eight years old. Dude, it's a big, heavy stainless steel. Well, I know that. You're an American. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, once you said you had a motherboard in your fridge, I felt like my fridge hadn't even got a door. I I wish I didn't get a fridge with a motherboard, I tell you that. Yours is still running Windows XP. Man, I'd give anything if I could still have XP. But anyway, um, oh, and get this. What I told you I had to unplug it for, the alarm just started going off. Every 60 seconds telling me the door was open, only the door wasn't open. So I had to Google. I've traced back a schematic of the wiring, and I just cut the wires. But uh, now the lights don't come on when you open it. Um, In the class, did you have your seatbelt on? You hot-wired your fridge? Yeah. The graphics card in your carpet. (laughs) The moral here is don't buy Samsung, right? Oh, hell no. Don't buy a Samsung appliance. What's the make of your phone? No, that's a phone. That's not an appliance. We should bring people up to date. Dr. P has finally got a smartphone. It's a Samsung (laughs) Galaxy. S3, S4, which one? Three, man. I wasn't getting the four. Hell, I would have got a one if they'd have had one. It's, uh, It's inspired a new bit. What? No, it has not inspired a new bit. We've got a new bit here ready to go. Uh, what has Dr. P learned to do on his phone this week? What did Dr. P learn about his phone this week? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm going to open up whoa, a little... Whoa, you're just springing the shit on me. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've got a spreadsheet here, a list of 20 items, and what do you know? I also have a 20-sided dice. Can I just say, we did agree that you're going to just pick it out of a hat, Belasco, like a normal, decent human being. But We, yeah, we did. Hat. No, it's going to be easier. You've managed to get a 20-sided dice involved somehow. I'm going <laughs> to roll the dice. It comes up with number five, Dr. P. Mm-hmm. Can you... Change your phone's ringtone. Now, wait a minute. Before you answer, Booze, do you think he can or he cannot do it? Um, Belasco, I'm going to say he cannot do that. I am, I am also going to vote that he is not able to change the ringtone of his phone. Dr. P, tell us if you can. Yes, I can. You simply go into settings, and under that, go into sound ringtones. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Play us your ringtone right. now. Oh, mine now is just a regular telephone ring. Mm-hmm. Play right. it. Let me see if I can call myself. Hold on. <laughs> what did Doctor P learn about his phone this week? Now, somebody said, and I can't remember who this was. There was a podcaster who said that Belasco and I sound very much alike, but I'm not sure that I hear that. Um, but maybe I'll have, have, I should have those guys on the show, all three of them. That would be an interesting, interesting interview. Oh, you should do, but watch out because Dr. P's sense of um, 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 time and, well, time zones in particular. Um, well, what can I say? 
Oh, he's a little uh, little off. Well, well, no, actually, it was a, well. He was due to be on my show, but it was a combination of his um, lack of um, um, timing and uh, well, actually, probably me being totally pissed. Um, now, now <laughs> Americans, I mean, drunk, not annoyed. Um, so yeah, yeah, it didn't happen. It will happen one day, maybe, hopefully. Well, everyone pretty much knows uh, where, as I said before, where you can find all the podcasts that we feature here on usually iTunes and Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. A lot of people are getting up on, uh, so we don't have to keep oh, mentioning yeah. that because they don't pay me any money to mention them. But the the home site for Sweet Feathery Jesus is sweetfeatheryjesus.com. What could be simpler? Mm, indeed. So my next clip is one from a podcast that is already done. It's finished. Uh, the Andy Daly podcast pilot program uh, was an eight-episode production featuring Andy Daly, uh, who currently has his show Review up on Comedy Central here in the U.S. You might also remember him as the high school principal in the first season of HBO's Eastbound and Downs series. Well, he and Matt Gorley, who you may know from the uh, excellent Super Ego podcast, got together and created this show that was airing pilot episodes of potential new podcast series for uh, Earwolf.com. But the whole thing was a big gimmick, uh, as, as the host for each podcast was a character that Daly did at one time or another as a guest on Comedy Bang Bang, which is the flagship show for Earwolf. So this clip is from one of the final episodes that got played called Shut Up and Have Fun with Danny Mahoney. Uh, the premise is that this is a party podcast, kind of like an old-style party comedy album that you're supposed to listen to when you have people over for a party, and then they do these party games, but the, these people on the podcast are all just kind of drunk and hate each other. So, so, but one of the games they played was uh, Guess the Sound Game. Uh, so uh, see if you can guess uh, any of the couple sounds that are featured here. Okay, number five. I'm saying I got that one, yes? Yeah, I'll give you that one. Fine. So far, you're in the lead. You got one zilch goose egg Let's do it. Number Brother. five. Here we go. Nice. Christopher. Hold on. Christopher. Oh, Christopher. Mariana, Mariana. That's, that's Zoe Deschanel. Wake up, up in the morning, driving into a pool. It's just Zoe Deschanel. That's I, a. I'm going to give you a point. Morning sounds. Creative. For being creative. Don't give him points for don't half don't a be point. charitable half for it. Don't give him points. a half a point for creative. You're because, still in the league, hey, you shit. This was we're in, obviously starting off in a duck pond and a plane crashes into it. Oh, is that not no, what it is? Now I'm taking your point away. Fuck you! No. You can't repeat. They're never going to be the same, Mariana. No, it's like when you go to the gynecologist and they put and you got to do a procedure and they put you on some earphones. Is that you, it? Yeah, I feel like no. that's it because Cause the rest of us don't know what music. that sounds like. No. That is that it? No, no, I think I've got that one. Nope. Yeah, we Babe, don't you don't have a nope. fucking like. You don't have the same parts I got inside. You don't know. Nope. That was Eddie Cantor in a canoe playing ukulele, and he his wife knows he's been cheating on him, right? So she takes the paddle and clips him over the head, and he falls in and drowns. That's how he died. You won't hear it, but that's how he died. Is oh, that how Eddie Cantor yeah. really went out? Really? And that got, happens every week. He got Natalie Wooded. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 All right, last one. Yeah. Here yeah, we yeah. go. Here we go. Oh. Ooh. Oh, fuck, I know this. Christopher. Uh, no, Mariana, Mar Listen, there's more. Oh, brother. This one makes me so mad. Oh, disgusting. Okay, you can buzz in. Okay, Mariana, Mariana, Mariana. Mariana. All right, Mariana. It's fucking trolls, man. 
<laughs> what else? Right, like you go out in the woods and there's fucking trolls and their baby faces and their little bodies and they're creeping and they're having sex and they're doing... It's fucking trolls. You're closer than you might think. So do I get a point you or something? You get three quarters of a point. Oh, Christopher, finally. Christopher. All right. A hungry vampire, aged only 14, tears streaming down his face, finds a baby in a crib, takes it by its feet into the woods as it giggles. He ties it to a tree branch, bleeds it out, gets under it, absorbs all that blood, turns even more powerful. And then the crows start to circle. Right? You get three quarters of a point. Because For what? Because that was fucking clearly inaccurate. That's like an Edward What's Allen What's the point Bones of having song? a 14-year-old vampire? The whole thing about vampires is they live forever. Nobody would ever put a 14-year-old vampire in something. That's a party game of the SAT. Plus what? what you never you. hung out in a marsh? That's not a fucking crow. It's like a loon. And why would a vampire need to tie up a baby to a fucking tree What'd to you eat say? it? Vampires have human loon. needs. You get full point. Like why did you got a trip tie him to a tree? Because you want to hold them the whole time your arm gets tied. You tie him to a tree, you bleed him out. Hey, while you two are having an argument, She's I'm already guessing. What was it? What'd it's you a loon. But I'll give you the whole thing. You want to take a guess? Look, I keep saying the same yeah, thing, and so I'm hesitant say... to do it. But if this was the time that it was right, and I didn't say it, I feel like an asshole. It's walking around a duck pond. Oh. And then a plane, a plane flies what over. What do you do all the day? The truth is, you're an asshole either way. You gotta give it to what? Mariana. She's right about the loon, at least. Here's what it is. And trolls. This is a little Albanian kid, right? Okay, there's a guy just walking through know that? walking through the woods. Listen. listen to the lilt in his fucking voice. He's walking through the woods at night, and there's a little demon Albanian kid circling around him. That's why you hear it on both minute. sides of the stereo spectrum. Right, so Dolby. I was close. I was close. Right. Huh? The kid. Who's walking around? Cordy, the kid. The babe. Well, they both are. They're both Albanian? But the Albanian is Hang on. It's circling him. Who's? Hey, is it an Albanian kid that's that walking bro, around no, and then the, a demon Albanian kid? No, no. And you <laughs> said you recorded these sounds out in nature, but you really went out and captured these sounds. I went to Albania. Where do you think I was last week? I was wondering where you... Did you go to Albania to the record that yeah. for this? All right, I'm not going to pussy. You know, John Belushi was Albanian. Yeah, Unfortunately, that makes Jim Belushi Albanian, too. Not necessarily. I have a theory about that. But what were you saying? Okay, the the sound is every man. It's you. You're walking through the Albanian woods. Okay, okay. Put yourself in the shoes of this guy. Sure, sure, sure. You're not Albanian, but you're visiting. You're whatever you are, Irish. like a fucking tourist. Whatever you are. Sure. But you're in the Albanian woods, and there's an Albanian kid circling you closer and closer, and then he's a demon kid turns into a loon. So, Davian, did you get a chance to, to listen in on any of those uh, podcast pilot shows yet? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, there's bits of it that actually reminded me a little bit of uh, Sweet Forever Jesus, to be honest. In a, oh, interesting. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Very, uh, a very good banter with lots of people without, and this is one of the failing, well, one of the many failings of Strange Times, um, talking over each other. They did the good banter without everyone interrupting each other, which was also very good. Oh, oh by the way, nice joke about Natalie Wood. <laughs> yes yeah absolutely um but uh, yeah you know that's one of the things that drives me crazy about a lot of the podcasts out there is the you know you've heard me refer to them as the shoot and the shit shows mm. uh and, and when you get that banter that that people are just kind of stumbling over each other to get to the joke uh it just gets hard to listen to yeah. more than anything uh and you get people that are on like comedy bang bang who really i mean they're they're comedians first and foremost and really know how to kind of time right. their, their material even when they're riffing um, I'll tell you who else is actually quite good at the old banter, actually, if I may. Um, that's the old um, finish export from Scotland, and that's the uh, Doghouse Bastards. 
Have you not checked that out yet? I uh, know. I'm, I'm you, familiar with it. Oh, that. you need to get that on your radar. It's a fantastic show, actually. Um, they're all a bunch of bastards, and I hate them, obviously, but uh, the show's excellent. Um, I will send our associate producer, Tyson Saner, off to clip uh, one of those for the next show immediately. Oh, I think you should do. Absolutely. Um, so uh, all of those eight episodes, though, even though the show is, is over, I don't know if they'll do any more of them, but you can find them at earwolf.com. So that means you can go and download them all or stream them and binge listen if you want to. Oh, binge listen. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Thank you. I just coined that. Davian, up next is, uh, I believe, uh, Tiny Odd Conversations. Oh, it is indeed. A modern romance story, a love story, if you will, <laughs> in podcast form. Um, <laughs> oh, I love the show. Tiny Odd Conversations. Incident, um, yes, the very first podcast T-shirt that, uh, that I purchased with my own um, uh, proper money. Not like that Monopoly <laughs> shit you have over there. Um, yeah, Tiny Odd Conversations, or uh, Talk Pod, as they like to call it, uh, with reference to yes. their URL. Um, yeah, it's a comedy podcast hosted by a lovely married couple. Um, imagine if you ever wanted to say, I love you with all my heart, but what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that is the show. That is your show. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, Travis and Brandy Clark, um, I, I've uh, been with them on a number of occasions now in person. And uh, their, conver their conversation in person is much like it is on the podcast. Well, this is what, yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, um, it, it comes across like very genuine. I mean, uh, you know, Travis Clark, as we know, is um, a rather good stand-up comedian, you know, uh, mm -hmm. dipping his toes in the old acting and a mighty fine guitarist. Um, and uh, <laughs> bless his wife, Brandy, she, she, charming and beguiling in equal amounts. Um, she kind of reminds me of a stoned pixie. <laughs> well, in in some cases, although it's uh, you'd never see the physical resemblance, the two of them remind me a lot of uh, a very old comedy couple, uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen, right. uh, who who are around. I think they started in the '40s and they had a radio show and a TV show. And uh, Gracie was always a little ditzy, uh, but had kind of a internal logic that uh, not only defied explanation, but turned out to be sort of philosophically pure. Uh, regardless of how much her husband was always trying to get her to kind of understand uh, how common sense works. Mm. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's give a listen to a bit of Tiny Odd Conversations. Roll VT. Booty, booty, poop, poop, pow, talking about a lawn update. Boom, boom, Tiny Odd Conversations. Lawn date. Lawn date. Lawn date? Yeah. Oh, like an update, but I, I was like, oh, like will you go on a date to look at lawns? <laughs> or a lup date. <laughs> I like Lup Date. Yeah. I can do with a Lup Date. Lawn, uh, lawn Date. Either one. Okay. Lup Date. Lup Date. <laughs> this is going to be our Lup Date. Um, I have not had time to make a musical sting for it. <laughs> so we impromptu acapella uh, doopped it. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about the fact that we've been redoing our backyard. It's like our back area, more than a yard. Yeah. <laughs> a yard, I feel, is reserved for a certain amount of square footage and length. Yeah, like your, I, a backyard. I picture you go like, and you know, and then over in this quadrant. Like we don't have quadrants. Like it's just the area, and you're done. And then there's <laughs> then there's the tiny odd annex where all the drums and everything are, and no one's gone in there in ages because the spiders <laughs> took over, and I'm frightened to go in there. I love playing drums, but I hate spiders more than I like drums, so I will not go in that room. There's a standing section. And uh, a standing section uh, in the back in the back area, you can stand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To stand. because there's just about <laughs> enough room to just do that. 
Have we put any pictures up of uh, on Talk Pod stuff? Yeah, I don't anything. think so. No, that's all your personal stuff. We've talked about before that you want to start a, a side business at some point or a business business. Right? I actually, I'm, I'm like really like fucking. I would quit and just do okay. this with no training. Now, and- <laughs> always a good plan. If you've never had any training and you just think it's interesting, it's fun. And- start a business. It's only going to go well. There's that's the only way it can go because you're happy about it. Therefore, it can only succeed. Or there'll be uh, I could get on a show that's like, hey, this lady went and did this garden business and she didn't have any experience, but now she needs help. So let's go to the rescue. Oh, garden so rescue. so you've already failed, <laughs> yeah. and then you got to have some asshole, probably to... <laughs> British person, yes. come in and tell you what you've been doing wrong. Yes, you know and... what you need to do here. You need to learn how to plant. You fucking dreamer! It's the Gordon Ramsay of gardening. <laughs> will come in and tell you. It'll have, be lawn nightmares. Garden Ramsay. First of all, oh my god. <laughs> If for no other reason that we have been doing this show this long, just so you could say Garden Ramsey is my new favorite thing. It's my new favorite, too. That is the best thing you have ever said to me in the entire decade plus that we've known each other. Garden Ramsey, that needs to be in your obituary. Brandy Clark, inventor of Garden Ramsey. Oh, we should stop now. There should be no continuing of the show. Yeah. I don't think we're going to top Garden Ramsey. <laughs> I don't think on this episode or any other. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better than that. So that's Talk Pod. You can find uh, Travis and Brandy at TalkPod.com. Uh, one of the things that uh, <laughs> that they did for me, uh, I don't know if you remember last year, I was uh, following up every episode of Succotash with a, uh, a recipe for Succotash. Oh, yes. And uh, I had drained YouTube of all their Succotash recipes. And so I started turning to Podcaster to help me out. And uh, they supplied me with a, a segment of Chef Eddie Vetter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Cook- Brilliant. Yeah, so that, that was fantastic. Didn't you have um, a podcast very own Motormouth Ed, Ed Wallach doing one of those? Oh yes, yes, yes. I think he was the first one to first one to uh, give me one, which was great. That was fantastic. We love that. He was doing it as a, I think he was doing it as a Cajun chef, if I remember correctly. Oh, mon dieu! Uh, he, yes, exactly. Um, well, as I mentioned before, I had Greg Fitzsimmons on as our special guest last episode, and one of the subjects we talked about was this patent troll that has uh. been coming after prominent podcasters in the U.S. with a cease and desist or pay us a licensing fee attitude. Uh, Adam Carolla, who's one of the uh, has one of the most popular podcasts around, is a big target for these people. Is preparing to fight a legal battle. So Succotash has kicked into the defense fund, as have a number of other podcasts, uh, podcasters, and their listeners. Um, and I'll give you the info you need to help out after we uh, hear Greg and Adam get into a bit uh, right now. And uh, Davey, you and I can talk about this, too, as soon as we get past yeah, this clip. Yeah, yeah. The, we, we've got a little bit of an agenda today because there's, uh, there's an issue that's on the table, unfortunately. Uh, the, the, um, the, the, the virginity of the podcasting world in terms of uh, being a free exchange of ideas and communication to you, the listener, has been soiled. Mm. Uh, there, is a, there is a troll. People are aware of this, but now we're, we're trying to get you to rally behind us in an effort and you're the you're the uh, the lightning rod on this. You're being sued by a patent troll company, and they're coming after you and trying to shake you down to give them a portion of your earnings, due only to the fact that they went to some rinky dink court in Texas and filed for a patent years ago, claiming that they invented 
podcasting or really, I mean, by the, the general description of what they have patented is the ability to take audio content off the Internet and listen to it. I think it's different. I think it's just a, a sequential thing. It's a playlist. It's literally not that. It's a it's the order that it's put in. If Monday's show comes out on a Monday and Tuesdays is on a Tuesday and you go to iTunes and it's in that order, that's their technology. Right. Whatever it is, they've cornered us to the point where you're in a position where you'd have to give and if you go down it's a domino theory, and then Marin goes down, and I go down, and Jay Moore, and everybody else, and they've got, they will make billions of dollars over the next uh, lifetime off of us having done nothing. Right. So, so the way that we're dealing with this is we're all trying to support you and get as much money going to, for your defense fund so that you can beat these guys down and right. stop this before it goes any further. That, that is correct, and unfortunately— it cost over a million dollars to go to court with these guys, but we have to go to court. We will win when we go to court, but we have to go to court because if we just pay out, then they'll just come after everyone else and get them to pay up, and it's going to be a, a crystal knocked effect. So we're going to have to stop them now. What is kind of cool is that all the podcasts are banning together, um, taking their fans— motivating them, sending them to fundanything.com, and everyone's contributing, and then we're raising a legal defense fund, and then we'll fight these guys off. Um, we're closing in, depending on when this airs, uh, on about $300,000 already, which is pretty amazing, except for the fact that you need a million dollars yeah, plus. But um, that's what everyone's doing. So everyone's asking their fans and telling their fans contribute and let's let's beat these guys. And hopefully the news will catch on to this as well, because it's sort of an interesting story. You know, what they're doing is very un-American, buying up old patents and then using them to sue small companies. And what we're doing is very American, which is very independent, innovative and doing our own thing. Right. Start up, create. You're a job creator. I mean, I look at we're in your studio right now. And I mean, you've got uh, a dozen highly underpaid people that are all working because of this podcast. Their That's jobs. Right. That's right. There is a, a studio here that you've built that, uh, you know, people had to that you underpaid in order to put up these walls and this roof. That's right. And so um, it really is at the heart of anti-capitalism here. It's guys that are sucking off of that. Well, sucking off of that would be productive. They're not even doing that. I mean, if they, if they sucked you off, yeah. then it's like, look, you know, it's cult roundup time. You put on the fucking uh, holsters and we'll do it. That's right. I'll sit on this bale of hay that's made out of styrofoam. Um, yes, they are just getting in and wetting their beaks, their professional beak wetters, and, you know— how long was it going to take? And uh, again, it's one of these things where, you know, people are like, are you pissed? I'm like, I'm not anything. I just it's it's part of doing business in 2014. It's sad that it's come to this in, in this country where there's a lot of like roll up your sleeves and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and all that kind of shit's completely out the window. Um but we they gotta, don't even make bootstraps anymore. That's right. You couldn't pull yourself up. You don't by your have own the bootstraps. option, right? Yeah. If you and by the way, if you did try to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps <laughs> and you screwed up just a little bit, people would think you're trying to blow yourself.
So the the entirety of the rest of that interview and more can be found at gregfitzsimmons.com, part of the uh, Fitzdog Radio Show, as well as all of the usual places podcasts are downloaded and or streamed. So what do you think about this whole podcast troll thing? Well, if they tried it over here, I uh, would get the queens who chop off their heads. Um, no, um, <laughs> I've only, no, no, really, um, I've only just recently heard about this uh, um, patent patent as we say in the civilized world it's a patent <laughs> troll menace um but seriously uh, i mean uh what the fuck i mean have any of these idiots actually won a case yet i mean oh it's it's crazy i mean you know if they're going to pick on adam carolla then they're going to have to well they're, they're maybe suing ricky gervais and kevin smith because uh you know they've been going on the um your podcast for years. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be curious to see what their strategy really is. I mean, I think what they're really just trying to do is muscle as much money out of people as they can without ever having to go to court. Because of course, most podcasters have no money. Um, yeah, say that again. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but uh, Adam Carolla's got some dough, and now he started this defense fund. And in fact, if you'd like to uh, to help out, um, you can go to succotashshow dot com and click on the stamp out patent troll link right there on the right hand side of our page. And uh, we kicked him, I think I gave him 75 bucks or something, which is about all I could afford once my Amazon money came in from our portal at the top of the page after four months. Uh, I save it all in a little kitty and then give it to a worthy cause. Um, so let's hold our last two clips and the remaining burst of durst until after the tweet sack. Oh. There's, tweety, there's Tweety now. He's, he's happy to have you on the show, Davey, and I can tell. Hello, Tweety. Have you got that money you fucking owe me? <laughs> he never has the money. Oh. That's the problem. Uh, so let's jump now to D'Angelo's Restaurant. It's an Italian joint in the middle of Sleepy Mill Valley, California. Last Tuesday night, I chatted with Mike Guido briefly. He was up from Los Angeles to perform at the 142 Throckmorton Theater, which I have mentioned a number of times before. We talked about his Kickstarter campaign, which isn't shooting to raise a whole lot of money, just 9000 bucks. And it's for a very worthy cause. So uh, let's give a listen. Be back right after this. Mm. Um, but anyway, so what happened to you is the question. And then we'll catch up to really quickly to why we're chatting at the moment. Well, I was, um, I was on the fast track, ready to move to L.A. That's where my career was going. And I was going down there, staying with friends and doing the improvs and all that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of Deb Sartell, she was starting to book me all over, all the improvs and all that good stuff. And... Uh, and then in 1989, I met this woman. Um, matter of fact, at Cobb's Comedy Club in the Cannery. Okay. I was actually um, opening for. It was a show called um, Jack Cheese and Marty from Mars. Oh yeah. And it was Robin and Bobcat Goldthwait. That's right. Yeah. And my wife, who would soon be my wife, came to that show with someone who she didn't appreciate too much. She actually left her table. <laughs> So when I finished my set, I walked, you know, you go through, through the bar and around the back to the restaurant area. She was sitting there. That was January 10th, 1989. We were married August 12th. Wow. And so this August 12th will be 25 years meeting her. Congratulations. Um, thank you, Robin and Bobcat. You know? <laughs> but when I bet that, they never considered themselves to be Cupid. Well, they were that night. Um, so I, uh, I didn't move to L.A. at that time. Um, I, I got married and developed that relationship, and she wasn't into going to LA, and I was all Twitter pated with her. So, uh, what did she? I, what, what did she do? She had various 
jobs, nothing. Um, she had done some modeling, actually. She's still beautiful. But no real career on track. No, no, no. She didn't have to give up anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I would, Was that in the wedding vows? I don't have to give up anything There's no for way you. I would have landed her if she had to give up anything. So, um, you know, and then, um, you know, in 1994, my daughter Maria was born. We were talking about Maria and pediatric development right on schedule, and et cetera, et cetera. And then um, next thing you know, Maria's onset of severe autism. At the age of? Three-ish. I'm sorry, no, at the age of 16, 18 months. It started manifesting itself. Um, took us forever to get a diagnosis back then. No one knew what was going on, what to do. Doctors were scared. Um, so, you know, traveling as a comedian wasn't working for me at that time because I, I needed to be home yeah. with my wife and children, including Maria. So I started doing corporate events and that kind of thing, trying to stay home as much as possible. And eventually, you know, Maria was diagnosed. We knew what we were dealing with. And um, we, uh, we opened a, uh, or founded a nonprofit organization called, coincidentally, the Maria Foundation. Okay. <laughs> it, it stood for, <laughs> we actually had an, um, an acronym, Multi-Behavioral mm -hmm. Autism Rehabilitation and Intervention Association. Wow, okay. Maria. So, um, what are the chances of that? Right. So that took me down a different path, very rewarding, um, working with a lot of kids. My wife was, uh, is still a genius, and... You know, she uh, learned this program called the LOVAS method out of UCLA that helped autistic kids just learn anything they have to learn. Reward-based program. It helps you to connect with them, or how does uh, it how No, it it's just a uh, technique that it kind of similar to what Ann Sullivan did with um, Helen Keller. Huh. You know, whatever you're working on, it, it maybe it's just say ah. And as soon as a child says it, they get a reward, and they you get excited, and then they start catching on. Hey, my I, wife uses the same technique <laughs> with, with me quite true. often, and me too. Yeah. I, I I internalized that program way before, but uh, um, so you know, I thought I had comedy out of my system. Every once in a while, my wife, we were living in Eugene, Oregon, running really? our foundation. We had a sponsor up there, and okay, and I thought it was every once in a while, my wife would say. Why don't you do comedy again? I'm like, nah, I'm, nah. But about five years ago, we moved back to Southern California. My daughter is an actress, and she was getting booked a lot. Which and daughter is this? Her name's Ariana, mm -hmm. and she's 14 years old now. Wow. Yeah, and she's incredibly talented. And um, I know. I just, I just thought I have no other marketable skills. You know, so uh, I kind of plunged back into it, plus my, my one-man show we were talking about. Well, let's talk about the one-man show, because that's really kind of what I want to try and help get across to, to our listeners, is right. this show that you're, you've had. Now, how long has the show been out there? Uh, I had the premiere in Santa Barbara in 2011, April, National Autism Month. Like and what's it is the, now. the show is called? The show is called A Real Man, Dad-Daughter Autism. And it, it tells the story of my, what I call, unique journey with my daughter, Maria, and her severe autism. You know, every once in a while, someone will say, oh, your daughter's autistic? Yeah, I was at an autism conference, and one of the speakers had autism. And 
Like, dude, that's not the autism we know. My, my daughter Maria is much more severe, yeah. and uh, but it's different for us. But um, it just tells the story of my journey with her from the beginning with my you know, fear, frustration, denial, sadness. And just Maria through her her innocence, her vulnerability, and her, her sweetness, you know, taught me to just give myself to her. Mm-hmm. So whatever it took, and not only to accept her and love her, but I ended up being happy and grateful for her exactly as she is. That's the man I am today. Mm-hmm. And that, it was a process, and, and this show tells the story of that process, essentially. And so right now you start a Kickstarter campaign. To, yeah. Uh, and I was surprised you're trying to raise $9,000 to start with, and... <laughs> Happily, of course, you'll go over that if you wish, but and do something you know more and more viable for the movie with that money, of course. But that's uh, dirt cheap. Yes, it's good to know people. <laughs> yes, because I'm an editor, uh, wow. quality Hollywood um, experience editor, uh, and uh, head cameraman mm-hmm. with his buddies. Because we're going to do about really a three or four camera shoot, so I got dirt cheap deals. And um, my technical director, if you will, the guy who's going to direct the cameras and so forth, uh, I'm related to him. Okay. So he's also, so, and that's, the 9000 I'm asking for is it also is in addition to my out-of-pocket yeah, as of well. Of course. So um, I didn't want to do it all on Kickstarter, but we're off to a great start. That's, that's terrific. So how, what's the easiest way for people to find the Kickstarter campaign? Well, if you go on kickstarter.com, and where it says search projects, yes. you just type in either, you can type in autism and my show comes up, but if you type in a real man uh-huh. or a real man or my name, Mike Guido, G-U-I-D-O, it, it, it pops up. Okay, so you've got, um, let's see, by the time this goes up, I'm going to say there's probably a little over two weeks left um, before uh, your, your time runs out for that. Um, right. So uh, folks can go up there, and it's only nine thousand dollars. So I, right. I would be surprised if you're not funded by the time this actually goes up. But as I said, the more money you make from Kickstarter over the top, the better the quality of the production. Exactly, and that's um, that's what I tell people. If you look at my Kickstarter video, I, I say that if we go over the nine thousand, I could add another camera. We could do more bells and whistles in post production and editing, and and also distribute it because I'm making this this video, this DVD, free to um, any autism group or family or even individual, I suppose, who might benefit from it, you know? That's, um, that's wonderful. Um, and people who, who get on Kickstarter and watch the video will be treated to a guest appearance by none other than Rob Schneider. That's right. Rob was gracious <laughs> enough, and he did a great job for me. And he, uh, If you watch my Kickstarter video, it's Rob and I, and uh, he talks about how he's seen the show, and he loves it, and it's fantastic, and a little bit about me. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Rob very much. And also, if you're a movie buff, you can see a video with myself and Joey King, who's a 14-year-old actress, uh, mm-hmm. recently seen in The Conjuring, White oh, House yeah. Down. Um, she was Ramona and Ramona and Beezus when okay. she was younger. She's my daughter's best friend. Oh, We're no friends kidding. with her and her family. And uh, yeah, I do a little fun thing with her, too, on the Kickstarter. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's a great kid. That's great. So um, just uh, I'll just ask my Succotash listeners to help out. I mean, it's certainly... Uh, of course, they don't help me out, so I'm not sure they're <laughs> going to help you out. Uh, but, you know, if, if hmm, maybe you can help me figure out how to get them to hit my donate button once in a while. But <laughs> and, folks, you, it's a good cause as opposed to those evil causes <laughs> that you're always asked to support. 
it's yeah. a good cause. So, so all that money you've been planning to give to Succotash, uh, got up to Kickstarter to help Mike Guido out with his his project, uh, A Real Man. Dad, daughter, autism, that's right. And uh, there's, uh, as every Kickstarter thing, there's a series of you know step rewards based on how much you donate and things like that. Right. Got some cool rewards there too, folks. Uh, is this your first foray into, into Kickstarter? Yeah. And how are you finding it so far? Um, I like it. I mean, uh, it was a lot of work preparing and getting it ready and, and putting together you know, your Kickstarter profile and your page mm-hmm. and your video, because the video is so important. Yeah. You got to hit them quick and get people's interest because, you know, short attention span, you know, theater everywhere in this, <laughs> this day and age. So, um, but we've, you know, I've been up for two days. We launched it yesterday. Today is my second day and we're doing really well. I mean, I, I really, I told my kids, you know, after yesterday when we did really well, I said, listen, live your lives in such a way that people like you and respect you even 20 years later because I've got people, childhood friends have seen it and they're donating. You know, people I haven't seen in 30 years. That's great. 35. Well, that'd be me. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> pretty, yes, Mark. Mark. Yes, uh, you suck attach uh, skin flints. He put his money where his mouth I is, did. folks. I did. I've already donated. So yep. there. So there. So the least you can do is the same. That's right. All right, Mike. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll check in with you before uh, the campaign's up and see how, uh, how things did or afterwards and see uh, exactly yeah. how much you ended up making. But uh, best of luck with the project. Thanks. Anytime. I'll do it anytime. Great. Thanks. So that seems like something that's really worthwhile to support. Uh, as I mentioned there, uh, Succotash has kicked into the campaign. We, uh, we gave what we could. Uh, Mike's campaign is currently at about 2650 bucks. As I said, he's trying to raise 9000 which isn't a whole lot. He's got some favors from some Hollywood production people that's going to help him get this thing shot and uh, produced. But uh, let's help him out. How about that? Huh? So just go up to uh, kickstarter.com, type in autism, and I think his is the second project that shows up. Um, and we also have a link directly to his Kickstarter at SuccotashShow.com so that you can do that. What, uh, 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 Davian, what did, you, what did you think of that little interview? Oh, Let's people, put, put your hands in your fucking pockets. This is something worth supporting. You know, uh, I mean, on a personal level, I'm not going to get too much into it at the moment. It's not the right um, time or place. But, uh, yes, I, you know, I'm going to support anything that's, um, that is vaguely connected with raising, uh, raising um, awareness or helping out uh, with um, um, small people and uh, autism and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just so... My one criticism is, and this is a point of English, it's premier, not premier. Okay. <laughs> Premier. Premier. There you go. You're an honorary Englishman now. <laughs> but seriously, guys, give the bloke some fucking money. Yeah? Just fucking do it. Uh, well, guess what, Davian? It's time for a word from our sponsor, Henderson's Pants. Well, friends, spring has sprung at last. Bill Haywatt here with some exciting news from Henderson's Pants. Those same folks who brought you rose garden rompers and topiary trousers have done it again. Just in time for the vernal equinox, Henderson's is proud to introduce another line of grow-your-own lower body wear, the Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomers. That's right, no more shoving and slapping amongst the great unwashed in the department store or local pantlery. Just pick up a packet of Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomer seeds at your nearby garden center, and your new pants will be pushing up the daisies in no time. 
To make sure these custom-grown lightweight shorts fit to a tee, mold the included flexible trellis around your waist, seat, and nether regions. Then, train the young bloom and bloomer shoots and tendrils to grow around it. Once your new pants have grown to the proper size, slip them on and show them off. What's more, dear friends, with your natural <clears throat> irrigation system and a fertilizer factory, your Henderson's Bloom and Bloomers will stay fresh for weeks. This new seasonal offering is reasonably priced as well, and while new clothes don't grow on trees, Henderson's Bloom and Bloomers are the next best thing. Originally designed for the Jolly Green Giant, tree huggers from Humboldt County, and the Chevois Hills Gardening Club, Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomers are available wherever mulch and compost tea are sold. That's Henderson's, makers of fine leg sleeves and ass wraps since 1492. And now back to Succotash. Yes, there's Bill Haywatt. He was sorry that he could not be here in person for our interview, Davian. I, I know that you've had a couple of chats with the with the old fellow. They didn't quite go quite right. No, uh, we fell foul of um, um, technology. We did manage to get one recorded. Um, unfortunately, that was the episode where uh, the mixing board that I have that is actually powered by coal, um, um, <laughs> it, um, it, it, it kind of failed, and uh, my voice wasn't heard at all, but um, um, Cat and Jerry's were, so uh, managed to uh, cobble something together from that particular fuck bubble of uh, audio. Um, all right, Davian, it's time for you to help me get this damn tweet sack open. Here we go. Ugh. Get out of there, Tweety. Get out. I think my rectum right. prolapsed. <laughs> uh, I got an email from Rob Clutch over at WERradio.com. That's the Clutch and Wiggle Entertainment Radio Network, where Succotash is replayed every week. Um, he's asking for show promos. Man, I have never gotten around to actually putting a show promo for this show together, Davian. Do you think maybe I should get around to that one of these days? Yes, sir, and I think you should let me produce it. Wow. Hmm. Let me think about that. I don't want you to get in a, a pitched battle with uh, with Joe Polino, our executive uh, producer. Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll shit him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my pair of tweaked audio earbuds in the mail this week as part of my reward for giving money to the Kickstarter campaign for earbuds, the documentary about podcasting that Chris Mancini and Graham Elwood are producing. Still waiting for their phone call, however, to include me and Succotash in their film. I have a feeling that Succotash hotline is not going to ring, though. If they wanted to call, the number is area code 818-921-7212. But I'm not going to wait by the Succotash hotline for those guys to call. I'm just just not going to do it. Uh, I got a funny picture of Facebook to me from our friend Rick Overton from the Overview podcast. It's him on the set of the movie Liar's Chair. I don't know anything about holding a special effects copy of his own head or half of his own head. The other half has been blown away and there's blood and guts and brains sticking out of it. It's kind of creepy and yet hilarious given Ricky's expression, the real Ricky that is. Uh, I will put that photo up on the blog for this episode of the show at show, uh, succotashshow.com. Kind of unusual looking. It was kind of unusual. It, it, it was kind of like, um, if you can imagine, a, a fat version of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant fat with a ph, as in it's cool. Oh, cool. I look, see. look. I'm clicking I with see. fingers. Can you hear that? I I can. It sounds yeah. like a '60s poetry reading. Yeah, absolutely. 
I've never tried tag team reading the list of folks who've been digitally kind to us this past week or so on Twitter, but uh, should we give it a shot? I've done tag teaming. Oh, no, I better not talk about that. Sorry. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this oh, is just, yeah, yeah, it's just reading. Sorry, just, just reading. Right, okay. No. So uh, these, these, uh, these are the folks that have uh, tweeted, retweeted, followed, forwarded, or said something about us uh, kind on Twitter this past week. Brian the Shadow. Peter Winnick. Willen van Deventer. Girl Contrary. Reg Upper Tax Bracket. Illusionoid. Brit and American, who we're about to hear a clip from very shortly. Broadcast Basement. Address This Mess. Christine Blackburn. Amish Baby Machine. The Pod Mafia. Or if you're from a third world country, the Pod Mafia. <laughs> Crobama. Or if you're from the South, Crobama. Real Live Comedians. Caleb Bacon. Travis Knight. Nigel Boydell. Cunt. Tyson Sainer. Our executive, or our associate producer. Conrad and Jack Show. This After Dark. Dave Nelson. The Angry Chim. Oh, I love them. Ed Wallach. Jane Doe. Action Science Theater. Dave, oh, oh, me, me. Hello, yep. me, me. Yep. David yep. Vince, hello. Uh, the, the Benny Show. Salty Language Podcast. The Paragon Collective. The Wrong Foot Podcast. Laura Sainer. Late Night Tonight, formerly the Man Cave Podcast. Uh, Dr. Norman Trousers. GRE Guest Retweeted. Sam Tripoli. The Tower of Sour. Zach Druin. The Comedy Buffet. Podcast Whore. Hello, oh, Megan. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. Moving the Needle. Rachel Madel. Stand Up Planet. Jessica Cameron. Joe Attention Deficit Order. Michael Rousseau. And the Comedy Kennel. Amazing. So, yeah, so that's it for the, uh, the Tweet Sack this week. If you want us to read your tweet, just make sure you add at Succotash Show to your text next time you tweet. Or you can just email me directly at marc at succotashshow.com. Mm. David, you ready to jump into the home stretch here? Um, yes, okay. I, I, basically, I've been fu- um, sober for far too long, and I, 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 I feel the need to um, drink into normality. So, yes. All right, so we'll move along so you can dive into your cups. So uh, we've, uh, we've got a, uh, the last clip from you up next, and uh, what do you say about, uh, about Alba and Tom, a.k.a. the Brit and the American? Alba and Tom, what can I say that's not already been said? I don't know. Um, this... <sighs> This is a must-have podcast. Um, again, hosted by a couple. I seem to have a uh, penchant for, um, or, or, or a penchant. We say, we say a, penchant. Over yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Penchant, if you're a fucking heathen. Um, <laughs> yes, um, oh, love this show. Um, it's, it's one of those shows that, um, how do I describe it? Okay, okay, Tom. Tom, he's um, he's a very engaging and utterly hilarious redneck. Uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly cleverer than he lets on. Um, and um, um, Alba, um, Alba, who incidentally has the sexiest nose in podcasting. And, um, <laughs> oh, God, how do I describe it? Uh, she's a cross between a hippie goddess and a well-traveled funny person um, who likes red wine. Um, yeah, I love the show. They, um, they basically uh, they strike the perfect balance of uh, devotion versus taking the piss out of each other, which is very healthy. Exactly. Let's, uh, let's give it a listen. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting in the airport. <laughs> and uh, Lyle buys a box of Pringles. Pringles. Yeah, and then you give me a fact about Pringles that you say is on, this the, on the back is of the an package. Absolute fact. <laughs> Pringles cause ass seepage. 
<laughs> you said it was on the Pringles, which obviously we couldn't read because we don't know what our seepage is in Spanish. <laughs> so I could neither and confirm nor deny this. And the other thing is it's about the size of nothing. <laughs> it was a Not even in my glasses could I see. No, it was horrible. So how do we know it's true? How do you know it's true? How did you even find this out? You're all sitting in a car or something? The fact is, I think our listeners should go Google it. Oh. Google ass seepage. Well, <laughs> that's probably some porn no. site. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Google Pringles, and I know it's one of the side effects. I don't, I don't actually remember where it came from. <laughs> I was just in one of those goofy moods that I'm in all the time. Yeah, but you think it to be true. It is true. Well, can someone Pringles, go and confirm that? I haven't got time. <laughs> Pringles cause ass seepage. This is a fact, folks. Don't eat Pringles. What's up? Hey, homie. <laughs> <laughs> What's going down? <laughs> Brother of another mother? <laughs> we we'd be blogging. <laughs> we'd be blogging and shit. Go to BrittanyAmerican.com blogging, blogging, baby. <laughs> Homies, check it out. I don't think you'd be getting how you should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I think Hey, I don't want to think about this anymore. I've got a poem about you, Tom. Well, you got a, you got a well, poem about well, me? Three months, you know, I've had All time. Right. And um, it's a beautiful poem. It's like, actually, I haven't um, written it. I didn't write it. <laughs> it's a beautiful. it's about me. Wait, well, it's about love. Who right? wrote it? Can you just, would you just stop preempting me? Well, if it's about me, I wonder who wrote it. Like, she might be bedroom. hotter than you. <laughs> and I could like Yeah, you didn't hear what I said, yeah. What? Well, you just didn't hear what I said. What'd you say? No, forget it, you'll have to listen to the bank. So it's a beautiful poem about my love for you. Oh my god. That I found expressed in an eight eighth eighth century Chinese man who was in love with this person and you know, he understood everything about her and, and you know, oh. was, it was a deep longing. Well, and this poem well. is about... Humping? No, it's about how, how she sleeps on a bamboo bed. And it goes like this. <laughs> Bing bong And she let no isn't that beautiful? That's, I'm about to rub one off. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah, and that—that's—that's that's what I feel for you. <laughs> I bing boy when you're away too. <laughs> you know, those two travel around quite a bit. Uh, they actually took me to dinner on their way through San Francisco on their way to Peru over a year ago, Ooh. and now I think. I think they're off gallivanting somewhere else, but because they bought me dinner, I, they insisted. Uh, I tried to buy dinner. They'd come all the way up here really just to just to hang out with me for a, an evening, but uh, they insisted that they buy dinner. Well, I I will always be kind to them because they put food in my mouth. 
lovely. Um, you can find more of them over at uh, thebritandtheamerican.com, and that has hyphens in it just to make it more difficult. Oh, they really uh, need to sort out their URL, don't they? I, th- I think it would probably serve their purposes a bit, yes. Yes. Um, it's time for my last clip of the show, and to be honest, I only found out about this next show, Homeo and Juliet, when I went to see Greg Fitzsimmons at the Punchline when he was here a couple of weeks ago. His featured act was Mary Patterson, who I'd never seen before, but she's pretty funny. Uh, she mentioned she had a podcast at the end of her set, so I got her card, and I clipped a bit of it. Her partner in the show, the homeo part, is uh, Jason Romaine. Uh, their show happens in Los Angeles, so their guests tend to be often in the biz. Here they are with Alec Moore, who's a, a comedy and TV writer down in Hollywood. Have you ever spied on someone? Yes. Oh, tell all. Like in, your, their, your in their home? Oh, um, <laughs> in their home. No, I spied on his mom in a public restroom once. That's inappropriate. You know, let's just, you know, it's you guys' My fault. My mom doesn't listen to the in, podcast. In the first 30 seconds of this podcast, Jason is talking about Snatch. You're dropping F-bombs. And I yeah. was like, what did I sign up for here? Did I drop an F-bomb in the first 30 seconds? I can't remember. Maybe Your 45. F-bombs are so cute. Like, when you say the F-word, it doesn't offend me. It's just, it's I've so I've been charming. cussing too much, though. I need to get a rubber band around my wrist because it, it's tacky. I need to stop cussing I so know. Much. I need to stop, too. We have been terrible. When, when Mary Patterson said it, it actually offended me more because she's this charming Southern girl. Aww. And to hear an F-bomb come out of her I mouth know. is very upsetting. I know. I, sh- I shouldn't anymore. I know. It's bad. I just feel like the F-words are not really offensive anymore if you're around adults. Like, I just feel like nothing's... Our level for shock and offense is just out the window. Well, for a woman, it's like I was raised that it's not ladylike to cuss mm-hmm. and that you shouldn't cuss. And so I still kind of have that in me. And I just feel like it's gotten so ingrained that I say it just unnecessarily. Uh-huh. So I need to work on that. Yeah. It's on the list of goals for February. I liked your story. Uh, I wanted them to get together, though. I was kind of upset that Dominic fucking shows up. Oh, here I go. But Tom saw what Dominic is working with one time at the urinal. Right, so, so that's not, not going to last, last forever. Right. So that's, Tom is very optimistic. It's a, it's an uplifting story. Yeah, 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 it was. He seemed to still be determined. At he the end is. Of it. He is very determined. Very he doesn't determined. care that he's a short little monkey boy and peeping Tom and all that. So did you write a short story as well? I don't remember. Uh, now Jero is going to have to share yeah, his. I he don't. Have to have I haven't even class. looked at it. I mean, unless that was he, a unless year he blew the professor, he had to write. That was for this year. This year? Five months ago. Are you are y'all on the same track? Or oh, did yeah. you start after him? No, no, no. We, we started, started together so you at UCLA. To as well. yeah. And where did you go to undergrad? I went to Haverford College, which okay. is the most prestigious school that nobody's ever heard I've of. I've heard of Haverford. Wow. No, Wake Forest is. Actually, who knows? Everyone's heard of Wake Forest. Oh, everyone who knows sports, I've heard of which Haverford. Gay Jero doesn't know. Tim Duncan went to Wake Forest. They're an elite D1 basketball program. So. I forgot where Haverford is. Yeah. Is it in Massachusetts? It is in Haverford, Pennsylvania, right outside Wait. of Philly. I knew that. I knew that. Yes. It's so, a Quaker school. Oh. And my class had, I think, quake? 306 people, and 11 of them were Quakers. Wow. So, no, I was not one of the, the 11 <laughs> I of said, do you quake? quake? it's true. I thought that was like a new dance move, like I, another twerking. I do, do quake, quake from time to time, but I am not a Quaker in the religious <laughs> Did sense. Did you study um, communications, theater? Haverford College has 1,100 students. Mm-hmm. It is a very small liberal arts school, which mm-hmm. means that there are about 10 different things I would have majored in that many schools offer had Haverford offered it. Right, right. So there was no communications, there was no film studies. Okay. So I was an English major, and then ironically I decided I didn't want to have to deal with writing, too much writing. Right. So uh, I dropped the English major and switched to being a sociology major. Okay, yeah. all right. Where did you go to school? Wake Forest, with oh, Jason. Oh, that's how you know each yeah. other, yes. I see. So what brought so you to LA, though? two and one Quaker. When was the, like, what was the, the yeah. pattern that brought you to UCLA? I took an airplane. Oh, uh-huh. to UCLA specifically. Um, yeah, talk about pattern. your quest for comedy. When did you My know you were special? Comedy. 
Um, I've always known I was special because my mother told me when I was little, but um, my dad would usually contradict her, so I wasn't, you know, 100%, but I had that feeling because I usually listen to what my mom says more than what my dad says. Um, comedy, uh, I was, I, I had a friend that I had done theater with in high school mm -hmm. um, who had moved out to L.A. immediately after graduating from college, and she was trying to be a writer. I just used air quotes, y'all, who can't. Yeah. Are we yeah. on camera? Is there a camera? We use a lot of air quotes okay, so people so can't see. It's quotes. okay. In so fact, everything we've been saying is an air quote. Yeah, yeah. The tone you of your pop. voice revealed, okay. revealed it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, good. You good. air quote I, I air quoted uh, verbally. So your friend that you did theater with was trying to be a writer. But I did theater. Theater. Air quotes again, folks. Um, <laughs> that yeah. one you pushed it too hard. Oh, too much. Yeah. Too. Uh, so we acted in high school, and, uh, and she, all through um, you know the post-college years, I was going to say all through my 20s, but that would reveal that I'm north of 30 now, and obviously, you know, for Hollywood purposes, I can't let that be known. It's okay. So, no one. In Hollywood I'm like 23, y'all. No one in Hollywood's listening to this, so oh, we, good. you can be real. It's, where's your prime listenership? It's like you're big in Saudi Arabia, or um, our prime really. Uh, I don't know. What do we think? Latvia. Oh, I bet it's I got lots of, No, we have a lot of LA folks, a lot of DC folks, a lot of DC. Folks. Oh, I don't care for DC folks. The the um the political. What do they call the Beltway? Yeah. The Bible Belt, I get, but the Beltway, I don't know what that means. But what's the belt? What's why is there? What's the belt? That's the interstate from how I understand that goes around DC. So there's a road that circles. Yeah, DC's DC. in a circle. The there's an interstate that completely shows you how much time I've spent in DC. Set. So the Homeo and Juliet Homeo site is at homeoandjuliet.podbean.com, uh, or you can find them in the usual download and streaming taunts like iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and more, which is also all the places you will find this show and Davy and Dent shows, The Bitter Sound, and Strange. Times podcast as well. Uh, so we caught up to our last burst of durst where our resident raging moderate is now sounding off about global warming. So let's uh, let's give Durst one more shot at you before we get out of here. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words about global warming. The good news is it's worse than we thought. Yeah, that's the good news. The bad news, you don't even want to know. Then there's worse news, and the holy moly, is that an asteroid the size of Rhode Island crashing into my house? News. After delivering a report describing how not only is global warming already here, but it's unpacked, sleeping on the couch, and drinking daddy's bourbon that he keeps hidden behind the wheat thins, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change threw up its hands and ran screaming from the room this week. Remember when they kept telling us that we had to do something soon, or all hell was going to break loose? Well, guess what? All hell is broken loose. And now we're going to have to learn to live with it. Seriously, that's, that's what they said. Their recommended strategy is change from stopping climate change to surviving it, which means certain South Pacific islands might want to start building a big bunch of boats real soon. Europe should consider increasing their flood insurance coverage. The USA air conditioning market is going to skyrocket. And Australia might want to move. Now, it's not just rising sea levels and increased temperatures and more turbulent weather. They're also predicting violent conflicts over food and fresh water. So if you always wanted to live like Mad Max and a civilization spending most of its time fighting dogs for scraps, looks like you might have just gotten your wish. Hey, this could be fun. I want to be Tina Turner. Well, not dressed like a woman, but you know, you know what I mean. Never mind. For Succotash, the podcast of comedy podcasts, I'm Will Durst. Will Durst has always got something to say, and surprisingly, it's often in longer than two-minute long chunks. So find him headlining in comedy clubs around the country here in San Francisco. I believe he's actually been on stage in England a few times as well. 
and he's got a bunch of stuff up at his website, willdurst.com. He's also uh, can be found tweeting at Will Durst on Twitter. Well, Davian, uh, believe it or not, that brings this epi 85 of Succotash to a, to a close. I hope you've enjoyed your time here. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yes, yes. It's uh, it, oh, uh, Sorry, um, there was a noise of a sliding door here. Uh, my wife, uh, Lady Dentist, just stumbled through the door. With oh, a delightful. Bo- with a bottle of red wine in each hand. Um, wow, oh, all oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Um, I can see how the rest of this evening's got to go. Uh, um, uh, yes, <laughs> this, this has been lovely. Um, and, um, Mark, thank you so much. You are worthy of laudation, sir. Ah, David, it was a pleasure having you on and uh, look forward to chatting you uh, up in the future and uh, listening to, of course, the Bitter Sound and even the Strange Times podcast, which uh, I secretly enjoy when no one else is around. Right, yeah. We're finished recording, right? When do I get the money? I will be sending it to you in bitcoins as soon as the the value drops to it. Sending wooden pegs. What's wrong with you, Mark? Hey, do you want to give our closing uh, tagline before we get out of here? Hey, everyone, don't forget, pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at marc at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. Succotash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit, our associate Associate producer is Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotage. Goodbye. Hey, and everyone, don't you fucking forget. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Take two. Take two.